my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. From the readings of today, the gospel is Luke 15, 1 to 10. Luke 15, 1 to 10. The tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say. And the Pharisees and the scribes complained. This man, they said, welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them. What man among you with a hundred sheep, losing one, would not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the missing one till he found it? And when he found it, would he not joyfully take it on his shoulders and then, when he got home, call together his friends and neighbors? Rejoice with me, he would say. I have found my sheep that was lost. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one repentant sinner than over ninety-nine virtuous men who have no need of repentance. Or again, what woman with ten drachmas would not, if she lost one, light a lamp and sweep out the house and search thoroughly till she found it? And then when she found it, call together. When she had found it, call together her friends and neighbors. Rejoice with me, she would say, I have found the drachma I lost. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing among the angels of God over one repentant sinner. Beloved in Christ, seek Jesus' company. Let us seek the company of Jesus. Dear friends, the wisest thing one human being can ever do, the wisest thing a human being can ever do is to seek the company of Jesus. The wisest thing we can ever do in this life is to seek to be with Jesus, is to seek to have Jesus, is to seek to know who Jesus Christ really is and who Jesus Christ is truly is um, who Jesus is truly. We see that in the gospel. We are told the tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus. Why? To hear what he had to say. The tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say. Dear friends, not one tax collector, not one sinner. We are told the tax collectors and the sinners. Picture them, a group of tax collectors and a group of sinners, so to speak. These people obviously were speaking to one another. They interacted with one another. They spoke to one another. Yet, what were they longing for to hear that was different from what they were hearing? What were they longing for to hear differently from Jesus? All that they were hearing from one another lacked peace. They didn't have peace. They didn't have joy. They didn't have that fulfillment in life. Whatever they engaged themselves in. Remember, tax collectors were supposed to be rich. 
they were collecting monies. And these sinners, whatever they were engaged in, all these things did not bring them fulfillment. All these things did not bring them joy. All these things did not bring them peace. And so they made the wisest decision in life to seek the company of Jesus and to hear what he had to say. They were eager to hear what he had to say. In other words, they were eager to listen to the word of God. That is the word of God personified. The word of God is Jesus. John chapter 1, 1 to 3. That was the living word of God. The word of God which is alive and active. Friends, there is peace in the word of God. There is joy in the word of God. There is fulfillment in the word of God. And in fact, that is why Jesus came. In John 10, 10, he says, I have come that they may have life and have it in abundance. Friends, the tax collectors and the sinners did not have this life in abundance. And so they recognized the truth. They lacked peace. They lacked joy. They lacked fulfillment in whatever they were doing. And so they were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say. It is interesting, friends. In Psalm 85 verse 8, we are told, David says, I will climb the mountain and hear what the Lord God has to say. The Lord God who speaks, the voice of the Lord which speaks of peace. Friends, in John 15, 11, John writes, Jesus says, I have spoken these words to you, that your joy may be full, that your joy may be complete. Friends, in the word of God, if we are not happy, if we are restless, if we have no peace of mind and heart, if we have no joy, let us seek the company of Jesus. That is the wisest thing to do. Friends, in the word of God, there is peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3. He will keep you in perfect peace if you set your mind on him. In other words, if we meditate on the word of God, peace will be our portion. If we will make time to listen to the word of God, and I always say it, the church makes that opportunity, gives us that opportunity, reminds us every day. The scriptures are read to us. Why? So that we will seek, will be in the company of Jesus Christ. So that we will have peace of mind to carry out our daily activities. Friends, the peace of Jesus Christ is real. Many of us have no peace of mind in our hearts. In our families, in our workplaces, wherever we are, friends, Jesus' desire is that we come to him and experience his peace and experience his joy. These tax collectors and sinners made the best decision ever. The best decision of the day, of the year, or of the month, of, of any part of the day is when we seek the company of Jesus. In other words, prayer time, when we make time to be with Jesus in prayer or at prayer, that is a best moment for us in life. When we make time to read the word of God, to meditate on the word of God, whether individually or as a family, that is the best moment ever we can think about. Think about it. To be in the presence of the Lord. To be in the presence of the Lord. David will say in Psalm 84 verse 10. That, let's take it, Psalm 84 verse 10. He says, I'd rather be, Psalm 84 verse 10. Psalm 84 
Psalm 84, verse 10, David writes, he says, One day in your temple, one day in your temple is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather stand at the gate of the house of my God than live in the homes of the wicked. Think about who David was. David was a king. He had a palace. And all the things you can think about for pleasure, for, for joy, for enjoyment, or whatever, were found in his palace. Yet he, he, he declares, one day spent in your temple is better than a thousand anywhere else. And I prefer to be a great man in the house of the Lord than to live anywhere else. Think about that. What is it about the house of God that so much that this king himself, David, would declare he prefers to be in the company of God, so to speak? Because in the house of God, that is where God is, so to speak. So the tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear his word, to hear what he would say. Because they were miserable, they were not happy, they had no peace. But to hear Jesus, they had that consolation, they had that peace, they experienced the love of God through that. Remember the Pharisees and the scribes were also teachers of the law. And so we are told, and the Pharisees and the scribes complained. Why were they complaining? They were complaining because these tax collectors and sinners were not paying attention to them. Friends, the word of God is alive. These Pharisees and the scribes were not proclaiming the word of God to them. They were proclaiming their own ideas and their own ideologies and philosophies. And they were so strict on the law, the law, the law. And this law, friends, the truth of the matter is that to obey the law was more, it, it, was, it, it was so burdensome. It was so burdensome. And yet, remember in the first reading, St. Paul would tell us he was perfect when it came to the law. But the law could not save him. He had no peace. He had no joy. Take note of that. And so, the Pharisees and the scribes complained because they didn't understand why these tax collectors and sinners were going to Jesus and not coming to them. Friends, we must proclaim the real word of God. That is the word that attracts. That is the word that comforts. That is the word that consoles. That is the word that heals. These people were broken. They needed healing. These people were wounded. They needed healing. Friends, there are many people out there who are wounded, bruised, suffering, hungry for the word of God, thirsty, miserable, sad, depressed. Friends, it takes only the word of God. If we are in similar situations, let us run to the word of God. Let us run to Jesus in prayer. Let us run to him in the word of God. He tells us in the gospel acclamation of today, he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. Do you have pressure? Do you feel overburdened in your marriage? Do you feel overburdened, restless, no peace in your marriage, in your life, in your workplace, in your personal life? Jesus says, come to me. These, for us, uh, these tax collectors and sinners were overburdened, they were tired, and so they responded to this invitation, they went to Jesus. And hearing Jesus speak, comforted them. Hearing Jesus speak, consoled them. Think about it. They were tax collectors and sinners. And remember what, look at the parable Jesus gave. He gave this parable to demonstrate that God loved them no matter who they are. Friends, this morning, Jesus is reminding you and I today that he loves us no matter who we are and no matter what we have done. Yes, God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. 
Always remember this. God is reminding us that he will love us no matter what. He said, I have come not to call the virtuous, but sinners. These Pharisees and scribes were complaining because they said, this man, they said, welcomes sinners and eats with them. Friends, is it, not, is, is, it not, is, it not, is it not good news to know and to hear that Jesus welcomes us? We are sinners. We are sinners. But Jesus came to save us. Is it not good news to hear that Jesus came because of us? Friends, it's because we, can, we could not help ourselves. That is why Jesus came. It is a joyful thing to go to Jesus. Let us remember this. Jesus will never reject us once we make an effort to go to him. Let us go to him. We are even told that he left the 99 in the parable. He left the 99 in search of the single one that was lost. You know, picture it. The one that was lost was not in the company of Jesus Christ in the parable. The parable, the man who lost the, nine, uh, who lost the one and, the, and left the 99 on the hill is as if the 99 were with him. The 99 were with him, were with him in company. But the other one that was lost was out of his company. And Jesus knows that when we are out of his company, or when we, when we are not in his company, we, we will not be happy. We will be miserable. We will be sad. But Jesus is so concerned about our happiness and our joy, so much so that he will leave those that are already in peace, that are already in comfort, that are already rejoicing, and come to look for us. Friends, if your heart is, is, if your, if your heart is heavy, if you are depressed, if you are sad, if you are overburdened by whatever, know that Jesus is looking for you. And Jesus is waiting to welcome you. Open your Bible. Read the Word of God. Meditate on the Word of God. Go to church. Attend Mass. Listen to the Word of God. Friends, the voice of the Lord speaks of peace. As you listen to the Word of God, and as you pay attention to that Word, and meditate on it, you will experience the love of God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Friends, St. Paul tells us in the first reading, for example, he said that if you take your time, take your time and read Philippians 3, 3 to 8. Philippians 3, 3 to 8. He says, we are the real people of the circumcision. We who worship in accordance with the Spirit of God. We have our own glory from Christ without having to rely on a physical operation. If it came to rely on physical evidence, I should be fully qualified myself. Take any man who thinks he can rely on what is physical. I am even better qualified. I was born of the race of Israel and of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrew parents. And I was circumcised when I was eight days old. As for the law, I was a Pharisee. As for working for religion, I was a persecutor of the church. As far as the law can make you perfect, I was faultless. But because of Christ, I have come to consider all these advantages that I had as disadvantages. Not only that, but I believe nothing can happen that will outweigh the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Think about that. St. Paul is saying that in brief, St. Paul is saying that no matter our credentials, no matter our qualifications, no matter what we have in this world, if we don't know Jesus Christ, it is useless. That's why he says, not only that, but I believe, 
But I believe nothing can happen that will outweigh the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. No matter what we have, no matter who we are, if we don't know Jesus Christ, friends, it is useless. Look at these tax collectors. Look at these sinners. Only God knows what they had, but they had no peace, they had no joy, because Jesus was missing in their lives. And they sought the company of Jesus Christ. Friends, it is time for you and I to seek the company of Jesus Christ. But the good news is even that Jesus himself is looking for us. Jesus himself is looking for you and I. In other words, he says in, his God, in the word of God, Jesus says that I will not cast away, I will not drive away anyone who comes to me. Why? Because that is why I came. And so Jesus says, rejoice with me. He says, in the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing among the angels of God over one repentant sinner. It means any time we come to Jesus, we come to God in prayer, in repentance, in, to, to meditate the, on the word of God, Jesus in heaven rejoices. He rejoices to see us in his company. That is confirmed by the, gospel, uh, by the, by the parable of the, of the lost sheep. Take note of that. He says, he says, and when he found it, let's take it from what? What man among you with a hundred sheep, losing one, would not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the missing one till he found it? And when he found it, would he not joyfully take it on his shoulders? And then, when he got home, called together his friends and neighbors. Rejoice with me, he would say. I have found my sheep that was lost. Friends, you and I are worth the time and the energy of Jesus Christ. You and I. You are precious. We are precious. And Jesus will do anything to get us. And he says when he gets our attention or when we come into his company, you know, the ship was lost. He found it and then rejoiced. The ship was now. The lost ship came back to the company of Jesus. So he said, rejoice with me. So getting the ship back into his company brought rejoicing. To Jesus brought joy to Jesus in other words Jesus is happy and is glad when we are in his presence when we are in his company sometimes we allow our sins our weaknesses to deter us and to scare us from rather praying and sometimes we say oh when I become perfect or when I do this when I do this I will not come to Jesus friends that is a deception from the enemy we cannot make it right on our own we need Jesus and let us remember, he loves us no matter what. And he is looking for us. And he wants us to come to him. In him can we find fulfillment, peace, and joy. In his company can we find fulfillment, peace, and joy. Let us remember, the tax collectors in their company, they never found in their own company, together as tax collectors, in their own company as sinners, they never had peace and fulfillment. Who constitutes a company with you? In our companies, our various groups and friends, do we, have, do we talk about Jesus? Is Jesus someone we want to listen to as a group? Even on our group platform, our platforms on WhatsApp or other social media, do we talk about Jesus in those companies? Do we involve Jesus Christ? Friends, if Jesus Christ is not involved in our company, let us remember this. We will not be happy. We will not find fulfillment. This is the truth. And the truth never changes. And the truth of the matter is that until we confront ourselves and believe in these truths, we can never truly have peace and joy. But the good news is that 
if you take Jesus seriously and make time to be in his company through prayer, through meditating on the word of God, through going to church, through adoration and benediction and attending to the sacraments, friends, in all the sacraments or during the celebration of these sacraments, we encounter Christ. We enter into company with Jesus Christ. And it is in seeking his company and being his company that we will experience true fulfillment, true joy, and true peace in life. That is the will of God for you. That is the will of God for me. That is the will of God for our families. That is the will of God for our churches, our communities. That is the will of God. God wants us to be rejoicing. God wants us to be joyful people. God wants us to be people of peace and joy. That is why he came. We pray that the Lord Jesus Christ himself, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will cause us to respond, to respond to this invitation. You know, in the responsorial Psalm, Psalm 105, from verse 2 to 7, it says, Let the hearts that seek the Lord rejoice. Let the hearts, Psalm 105, let the hearts that seek the Lord rejoice. Any heart that genuinely seeks company with God will rejoice. Any heart that sincerely seeks company with the Lord will rejoice. May God open our eyes to see these wonderful truths and to believe them. May we, like the tax collectors and sinners, make time to go to Jesus in prayer, in meditating on the word of God, making time with our families. Friends, let us engage, let us seek the company of Jesus with our families. We will have peace and joy in our marriages and in our families and in our lives if we will make time to seek the company of Jesus Christ. St. Paul says in Philippians 3 verse 3, that's the first reading, we are the real people of the circumcision. We who worship in accordance with the Spirit of God. You know, Jesus says the Father is looking for true worshippers. Worshippers who worship him in spirit and in truth. This is crucial. We pray for an eye-opener to this response. We pray for these graces in this Mass. We pray for these graces daily, that wherever we find ourselves, we will respond to the invitation of Jesus Christ. Come to me, all you who labor and are overburdened, and I will give you rest. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord protect you and guide you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Remain blessed. Remain blessed and seek the company of Jesus Christ. Always seek the company of Jesus Christ.